Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Uh, we are now technically episode 9.5, and I say that because I don't want to perjure myself from the last episode. I said we were going to have a guest. This is episode 9.5. Our guest is here, and he's an exciting guest at that. Uh, Mr. Carl Mueller, how are you doing? Very well. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're glad to have you on. Uh, second second guest in the grand scheme of things as, as Prem de la Prem is getting started. Yeah, we'll see if you know a little bit more about football than, than our last one. The accent would suggest yes, but... We will see. We'll see how this plays out. I feel good about it. I feel good about it. All right. Yeah. Well, I feel like right off the bat, I do want to ask, have you had any experience in electrical engineering and uh, building a stadium from the ground up? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of many. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. but, uh, uh, no. Not <laughs> this is the first question. It's a hard one. I'm going to go to the audience. The audience says no. <laughs> it was a hardball first question. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to weigh you up to Mr. Andrew some more, and it sounds like you passed. But no, in... in um, you know, in genuine interest. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just we have a very intimate relationship with our fans mm, here right. at Prem de la Prem, and <laughs> yeah. it yeah. might be nice for them to get to know you on a intimate yeah. level. Okay, uh, so um, English accent. I will call it football throughout. Actually, grew up in Germany, so grew up in Munich. Uh, supported 1860 München, which is like <laughs> think of like it's the Man City of Munich before Man City got good. So Bayern yeah, Munich was like the Man United, and then they had this like poorer club that sort of uh, struggles in the lower leagues. But if you were supporting them, then you were like a connoisseur rather than a glory supporter like yourself. So it was like a, a badge or a symbol mm. to, is that, to is that how And for those of you who are just listening, when uh, Carl said yourself, he was talking to James, oh, yes, the United James, supporter. Exactly. You know, oh, a the connoisseur pain that like I yourself, go through, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I like that analogy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so just um, respect there, Carl. Just yeah. understanding just straight, where James is coming from here. Straight Does this team still exist, or was it? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Now? Oh no, no. It's it's like in the lower leagues, totally irrelevant to the greater football landscape, but just like a good fan. I think that's where the uh, the glory, glory, Man United right. song comes from. Yeah, they're talking about the glory seekers. Yes. Yeah. I don't um, think it makes you a saint to support a shit team. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. It means you just get it. You know, you're, you're here for the fandom. That's it. Um, so uh, did that and then uh, moved to uh, London. Um, had to pick a team. Had a friend who uh, was playing for the uh, Chelsea youth team. So that was sort of mm, the initial no connection deal. to Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, first of all, I have friends. <laughs> Secondly, let's get two play. things out of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, for all of those you're wondering, I've got loads of friends. Um, <laughs> so, so that was like, okay, uh, Chelsea is sort of interesting. Um, at the time, we're talking like Zola, and it was pre uh, the Abramovich area. Um, and then uh, fell in love with them. Parents moved close to the stadium, so I now live like spitting distance from the stadium. Mm. And uh, after that, obviously, Abramovich came along. That changed football forever. Those were uh, beautiful years at the beginning and then sort of slightly painful years because I also chafed under this notion that one club could just buy its way to the top. Um, and I'm like one of the few fans who's probably grateful now of what's happened to football because yeah. now we are sort of one of many rather than the only one uh, and that mm -hmm. uh, sort of um, it's good because the hate was painful to take for a long time it was like and, and I was as I said at the beginning with like my 1860 1860 um, support it, it was important to me to not just feel like I was a like glory hunter mm -hmm. so. But you could hang your hat on the idea that you, you had true reasons for supporting the club. Oh, yeah. And you weren't coming to them 
while they were on top. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, totally. Chelsea were terrible, right. but, but they were great. I mean, like they played great football and there was good vibes. And um, but I also I'm not above the injection of cash. It was the most exhilarating thing ever. I loved it, and I yeah. was like you know, sticking the middle finger to people for many years <laughs> in the early years, you know, when it was still like an exciting, weird experiment. It's just after a while. The you early know. Abramovich years. Yeah, those okay. were genuinely crazy. And I've never seen anything like it. The so. partying years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the hangover and now the lights are on and it's all, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just a smoke yeah, locker room. Yeah, exactly. I'm going Sorry. home alone. I'm eating a kebab and it's just a little <laughs> bit lonely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to dig in a little bit more on the early fandom. Mm. I mean, let's set aside the racism and the players <laughs> cheating on other players, uh, you know, wives and spouses. With other players. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, just yes. sleeping around. And uh, this let's, is let's, all let's... on the pitch, let alone off the pitch. You're Didn't right. Giggs, yeah. Giggs is worse. So you really don't have a whole lot well, of like, stand uh, up. That was, that was never proven. So <laughs> let's let's get that out of the way. Pretty sure <laughs> it's locked in stone. I'm not, the one, I'm not the one being interviewed here, guys. Okay. That's, like, that's true. So You're let's set let's set those yeah. things aside that you know a lot we'll, of people we'll get to them. Chelsea. We'll get to them. What made you fall in love with the club specifically? You mentioned the early years with Zola and I think yeah. it was Viali and, and yeah, yeah. I mean, like, um, well, first of all, and I'm not going to lie, these things do matter. I, blue is my favorite color, and really, I was naively stepping into English football, and I didn't know any of these teams. I at the time thought the biggest league in the world was the Bundesliga. So, like, coming into this, some space, still say. So yes, a few of us. Um, <laughs> um, apparently, some 18-year-old Chelsea player certainly thinks so. But um, oh, we'll get to that. Yes, I'm sure we will. But uh, so, I, like, there was that. There was friends. There was proximity, but there was also just. Um, it was a bit grimy there was a bit of a arsenal was very polished very french very stylish fulham was like also like the stadiums on the river they all that like the fans never stand up you have like, to cross the street as a player to enter the stadium right i always loved yes, that growing exactly. up watching fulham yeah you wait for the walk sign and then you come <laughs> right and like exactly fulham felt just like they weren't really there for the football they were just there for the atmosphere and the good time and the chelsea back. was at the time i know this seems crazy like a working man's club it was right. never like it was like a fa cup mm. run team at best mm. and i liked that there was romance to that you know failure yeah. is kind of poetic in sport sure i'm sure that resonates with you when you pick the team it was it was almost <laughs> yeah. no i mean that's it, it was true because i was you know i'm not i've been a long time soccer fan the listeners know and you know when i wanted to kind of invest myself in the premier league i had mm. a similar right. thought i don't want to i don't want to hop on a team with that's that's hot right now you know cuz i'd feel like, I feel like I need to go through that struggle. Yeah. You know, I need to come up with the team. Right. Oh, and I didn't yeah. realize yeah. how horrible it would be. But yeah. um, Arsenal fit the bill yeah. better than I ever could have expected yeah. and, in that respect. Yeah. And it's weird. It's like a mix of just obviously um, instinct. Like, I joke about the color blue, but I just like their kit. You know, that should matter. Yeah. When, you're, yeah. when you're in this weird place where you generally get to pick your side, and I have it all over again now coming to America, you know, What's my NFL team? What's my NBA team? What's that? And you're just like, guess I'm looking at the jerseys. <laughs> like it's, it's, you do have it's to see really, them. <laughs> and then alongside this, this like, yeah, like this, um, it's not easy to be a fan of this club. It's kind of just gives you, it feels like you have a discerning taste. Yeah. It gives you, know, you a credibility yeah. in your right. fanhood. Like exactly. if you're able to go through the hard times yeah. of the team, yeah. then you can come out of it. And you know, obviously, we're we're taking the piss at James, at the yes, game, the exactly. glory hunter. But yeah. uh, you know, he's he's yeah. been 
Well, he's not, going, going, not going the way going, I expected. He's going in it's reverse. Not your, it's not in your show notes. He, like, in my show yeah, notes. yeah. As you slip into mediocrity, mediocrity I, I'm, I'm sure you experience. Well, while we're all being open and honest, yeah. uh, I will get something off my chest. I do oh. think the third away kit of United in 08, 09, when we were winning the Champions League mm. for you know, I think it was the third time. Right. Uh, <laughs> that that third away kit um, was all blue, and that kit fucked. Yeah, yeah I was, I was a big fan. I know. Like, I have to say, I, like, th- there's not that many places you can go with red. I feel like it's just. I feel like Man United and Arsenal first team kits. They're just always a bit samey, samey. So yeah. you do. Well, that's why we slap the visit Rwanda on there. Right. Give you a nice <laughs> little flair. Mix it up year over year. Yeah. I'd love for the the. Yeah. Uh, the yellow, like bruised banana, funny you mentioned yeah. to come back. Yeah, when, uh, yeah. That, would be so a fun that one. one was great. So flashback to when Andy showed up. It was while Arsenal Chelsea was still going on, right? And uh, he was definitely thrown off by the visit Rwanda on the side. <laughs> oh sleeve. yeah, that was a new. What that was, was new that? Thing was it Nigeria that had that amazing World Cup jersey? Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like Nike now store. we should get. We should. You can probably get it pretty cheap on eBay now. That the World Cup. All so you I'm, had to do was wait. I might. I might. Have a little looky and get yeah. that too, yeah. Because yeah. it could kit Matt's, yeah. Alex Iwobi. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, like, you get a yeah. uh, Mikel. Mikel yeah. Chelsea yeah. player in Nigeria. I love a bit of Mikel. Now now in the in the championship, Middlesbrough, I believe. That's right, yeah. yeah. He's, he's making a little comeback. Yeah, oh, okay. it's actually, um, uh, the, the Champions League's quite stacked with ex-Chelsea players as, uh, as managers. It's pretty telling, players. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, yeah. Um, the beginning of the end. Yeah, well... I think an interesting flow uh, way to take this is rather than jump straight to what's going on right now because there's plenty of meat there to talk about. We started with um, your developing fandom, and then you touched on the Abramovich years, yeah. which I think is what like oh four. Oh, oh yeah, they're about four. I was high. I don't remember, but they were amazing <laughs> years. Yeah. Well, at that point, you were a, an established fan, and yes. you had been a fan beforehand. And I'd love to get your perspective on. Mourinho coming in the team that you had and just give us a little overview of what it was like going from a team that was a cup chasing team such as an Arsenal and then winning a trophy in the modern era yeah yeah I mean first of all it was amazing I wish it upon you so um, uh, I'm glad you asked that because I have been meaning to tell you what I think of Mourinho in light of your experience yeah, I, um, I love a little bit of a before and after. Right. Because I didn't get you to did it enjoy... Twice. We did it twice, <laughs> and like I wish we'd only done it once, but I wanted it the second time. So it's one of those, like, we had you to do it. You won the second time. I wanted him you back. You got a trophy out I, of it. Yeah, I know, but even then it wasn't the same. And I'll... So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely yeah. excited. Take us on a journey. What I first want to, like, I weirdly want to talk about the after first, because what I realize now that you're post-Mourinho is um, that... When we had Mourinho, it was really like at his prime. And, and um, even as I watched us play Bournemouth um, over the course of this week, uh, like at his prime, he would rage against losing. And he would create a team that would not accept defeat even after they had lost, right? Afterwards, it would be everyone's fault but their own. And, mm-hmm. and this culture and this like fury sustained us for almost a decade afterwards after he left i think i heard a just to chime in with a really amazing quote that i read in like an obituary of Mourinho's united right. career it was it used to be us against everyone else and it became 
us against us against everyone else or, or even uh, us against everyone else became Mourinho against everyone else including the well, club so. and his like exactly his own players but, but so um, I yes <laughs> I I will forever be grateful not for the Mourinho years which were obviously great but also fleeting as they always are but for for the 10 years after for the Di Matteo six months for the like what all, a ride all these little moments are all uh, built off that dynamic that he created and we are seeing it now fate right this team accepts defeat when they go one down it's cr it's crazy how it's evaporated mm -hmm. and um, and so I think Chelsea are a really great use case or model or example for what he can do at his best although I accept he seemingly is no longer at his best. So, so first of all, like everything I say about Mourinho is I say, like, I, I love the man. Like genuinely, he gave us a decade, even though he was only a manager for like two and a half years. Um, pr prior to that, uh, well, first of all, a Russian person comes in and buys your club was meaningless was just like we had like, you know, a f um, owners change in English football all the time but it had no impact on the pitch beyond maybe one star signing that first summer mm. but he sort of suddenly came along and it was like four or five summers of just wild spending and I remember this was at a time when you'd open the Sun and they would have like what Chelsea's team will look like in three years and it would have Messi on the right. It would have like, you know, it was like, absurd. it was like, oh, guess these guys are buying everyone now. It was just, there was, it was limitless. Yeah. And so that was um, like, it was amazing. And, and the winning was amazing. And, um, you know, it, it was, it, after all, it was such relief and um, validation, like, I believed in this club against all odds. Loki didn't really believe it would ever work, but like, and now here they are, champions. Mm -hmm. It was insane. And then, like, obviously after that, everything was just uh, slightly tainted, but but still mm -hmm. awesome. Very cool. Did it ever feel like? I guess um, you kind of touched on this. Mourinho coming back. Mm. Um, it never really felt the same mm. as when he was you know top yeah. of the top yeah. of the car well i i would say what defined Mourinho's second uh winning year right because afterwards it was all like terrible but the first year like if you asked me what's what's the best thing about chelsea i would have said fabregas or costa like that was mm. th those two that was all part of the same i like thing. how you say costa was one of the best yeah. things about chelsea because Ander Herrera isn't even an appropriate example, right. but it's the player that United fans love right. and everyone else hates. Right, exactly. And and I honestly it's the um, inverse Granite Jaka. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> everyone else loves it. You hate it. Right. Or like you know he, they unite you in in loathing rather than love. Yeah. Um, Mikel right. was a little bit like that. Although, as with many things, time changes your views you know you're like actually maybe you know we should have been a bit more respectful to <laughs> now that we have another holding midfielder that only passes sideways we could just have Mikel I guess we'll get there yes sorry sorry but um uh so like I really like Mourinho's second coming uh I, it, it's like we knew he, when he came to us everyone wanted him and he came to Chelsea 
when he came the second time he'd been fired everywhere and he came to Chelsea and we low-key all kind of knew he really wanted the United job so it wasn't this thing where like that is LeBron is coming that. back to Cleveland yeah. like it was like sure like it guess this makes sense and right. it did but very finite amount of time yeah um, I mean I kind of feel like you take you take your trophies where you can get them right and I know that from my perspective yeah. you know I've I don't give a shit how they get yeah. it done. Just fight, figure out a way to get yeah. it done. But you almost speak of those times as if you wish it didn't happen. Is yeah. that yeah. I, fair yeah. to say? I mean, it's certainly fair to say that I have become um, very blasé about certain trophies or just a, like a level of success, which, yeah. which I think is in part the problem with Chelsea because... I was going to say, it must know, be nice. It certainly <laughs> is nice. It's nice for the fan. It's hard for managers who come in and are expected. Like... like Jurgen Klopp is heralded as the greatest coach in uh, football right now, but th- no one forgets his like his first year, second year. Like it took time, and Sarri is under the microscope you, because it's Chelsea. You know, that's right. such a good point. Um, you do have to commend Liverpool, and I would be the last person to do that on the patience that they right. gave this man because they were not a good team for the first at least two right. years of his reign. And we we were talking about like. You know, he was being his record was being compared to Brendan Rodgers and unfavorably, like (laughs) for a good amount of time. And that's why also, I mean, Tottenham. Like, what what I'm saying is just like that. We there this sort of expectation of success at Chelsea, like, is is unreasonable. Like versus other top six sides, like it's ridiculous. Where I will hold my hand up and say United fans were very fickle in this nature was we would always make fun of Chelsea while we had Ferguson as oh they recycle managers left and right you know they won't stick with their guy and then we had to experience what uncertainty actually felt like and we found out we weren't that different easy to say that when you're you're hoisting the best manager in Premier League history for 20 plus years you know you you don't let go of that guy Uh, those are rare to find and it's even you know even the top managers today they're, they don't last long. There's the, like the tenures of even, you know, unless unless you're Pep. I mean, I think Klopp is pretty pretty safe in his job security. Yeah. But even Emery, people are starting oh, to question sure. Emery. Sorry, oh, sure. Emery. Yeah, they're yeah. all under the gun, and it's yeah. it's. I wonder really what it is because to me, it's clear that there is a gap between, you know, at least Arsenal and I think Chelsea as well, uh, to a lesser degree I'd say United with Liverpool and City right now, mm. and yet the expectation is still. They need yeah. to compete. Yeah, I I thought about this, um, and I I wondered if um, I know this seems obvious, but it's kind of like oh like uh, certainly a player power. Like what I what I find uh, it's always been a bit of a thing at Chelsea. It was a good thing for many years. It's a bad thing now. It's like if you don't keep the players happy, you're already like Klopp, Liverpool. It seems to be a team of equals. There isn't this sort of nagging doubt of oh but if Salah doesn't play Klopp's gonna fucking go right like and and I felt like even you know uh, United mm. uh, Ronaldo obviously was a unique player but it they feel like a team and and um, Man City certainly because everyone's so in reverence of Pep right. even even Messi will be like you are like, a machine. You, you, exactly they machine. also have a sense of equality and Chelsea have never quite achieved that and I feel like and we'll talk a little bit about Hazard later I'm sure but I feel like there is this responsibility placed on Chelsea managers to keep these players happy and if they don't that's almost as bad as not winning and Mm. that's what like creates this culture of like 
you only like uh, like you cannot have a go at Hazard in the press apparently as a coach you cannot be like hey he's not like trying hard enough yeah. and apparently it's cool for Hazard to come out and go I don't care if he criticises me like it's absurd so I don't know I'm maybe yeah. going slightly off track but I feel no, like that's, no it's a good yeah. point you know this is if you know anything about okay. me I, the, right. there are no tracks they're good you know, where <laughs> we're going we don't cool. need Rose yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so you know you talked about what Mourinho gave you which was a decade after right. he left do you think that potentially the way that he managed in kind of the disarray that he can mm. cause has led to some of this issues with Chelsea maybe that there there isn't that connection I I, I don't think so okay. I think what happened is he uh, I think the, the demise of the Mourinho culture is I think just half-life yeah. I, I think like <laughs> it's just a matter of um, I know this seems obvious, but Lampard went, and Drogba went, and Czech went, and uh, and mm-hmm. um, Aspilicueta is a great leader, but not like a like like you know he's not gonna he's not gonna grab the ball and run and score a goal when needed. It just and Hazard is a great player, but he's definitely not a leader. And so I think it's just we lost so much, and yeah. and we have not and we have not recruited with that in mind, like. Mm. we're not it's and to to that extent maybe you're a bit like Arsenal where like yes you can get a 10 out of 10 skill player but maybe get a 7 out of 10 but he's 10 out of 10 in ferociousness Mohamed El Nani right (laughs) exactly and it took 21 minutes for to mention El Nani for those of you betting on on that episode I believe the over under was 25 so (laughs) hope you smash the under and you always you always want what you can't have and I think Abramovich looked at the Mourinho years and we were just um, knocking through teams but he wanted to play around Mm -hmm. them and it just everything kind of just like I think this is more a what's going on at the director of football and recruitment level issue than it is a like oh like Mm -hmm. did Mourinho right like yeah fuck us for life no yeah Um, before we do get into full on the modern standing of Chelsea sorry Hudson Odoi whatnot I did want to touch on this one point that is more of a question because I don't know a whole lot about what was going on. I wasn't following the club closely. How do you compare the elation of the early Mourinho years back-to-back titles with the strangest Champions League run and victory under Di Matteo? What was the feeling amongst players in that run and fans? Yeah. Um, I forget who got fired. Uh, Was it Villas-Boas? It was Villas-Boas, yes. Yeah. Di Matteo comes in, club legend. This is almost a Solskjaer comparison, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he comes in, re-injects. Yeah, other, other like, Di Matteo is nowhere near as personable. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, everyone loves Solskjaer. Di Matteo is just a legend. Take, like, yeah. take, <laughs> I tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, take, me yeah. Through, yeah. take me through what, what happened yeah. there. Um, it was better. It was definitely... I, I, my, um, two, I, have a, I have a couple of standout moments in sports fandom in general. Um, uh, certainly the 2012 Olympics, like there were some moments within that where the whole city, Lalida, was unique and incredible. And uh, uh, Chelsea winning the Champions League, I mean, I don't remember much from that night. I, I mean, I... Where went, were you? I was in a pub in Brixton in South London. I was with my uh, friends, um, so with one friend, um, 
I thought we established at the top right. of the show you had friends. Yes, we had yes. just met I'm earlier walking, in the night. I'm walking away from that statement okay. rapidly. I just, like... Got a man yeah. after my own heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Patrick's been no backtrack. I, obviously, I don't believe in anything I say. Yeah. And I'm, like, easily swayed. So, you know, disagree. Just but, apply pressure as needed. But I... So I was, um... Uh, obviously heavily drinking and whatnot, and... But, but also... Let's get was, to the football. Right, okay, so... Yeah, yeah. And then Little I... Little uh, certainly, when we won one, when the penalty, uh, when like Czech saved and, and Drogba scored the penalty, I wept, like proper wept. Mm. And, uh, but also just the whole, we, we shouldn't be there. We beat Barcelona uh, uh, in the semis. It was, it was, you know, the unexpected is always better than the taken for granted. Sure. And that, I think, differentiates the two. You're I right. That's, to I think yeah. that's really well said. Yeah. The two memories that stick out to me, not being a fan, was the absolute monumental bust that was Torres rounding the keeper oh. of Barcelona and scoring and Ramirez the final. and Ramirez remember Ramirez oh my god yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a player yeah and then uh, Drogba yeah. you talk about the team of destiny oh, yeah. that was a player of destiny um, not allowing a team yeah. to go down I mean let's be real Drogba is my favourite Chelsea player of all time it's funny because he was my most hated player oh my god up. like Drogba was like, he always whenever, did it whenever United. Chelsea needed something yeah. he was that guy I was, he, was I was just, he had that character I was at no Old Trafford when he scored exactly. the offside goal to oh. knock United out of the 2010 yeah. title race I was there on the line. Really? Oh, God. Don't oh. get me started. Just remind, remind the viewers, James is anti-VAR, so I feel no okay. pain for him. Right. No. Yes. Are you anti-VAR? That seems naive, dude. But we can get to that. I know It's so coming that, next year whether you like yeah. it or not. It's yeah. about the rules, not the enforcement of the rules. Okay. Okay, I think I get it. Yeah, I do think. Yeah. I know what you mean, I think. I have okay. sympathy with that. Yeah. Subjectiveness. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. True. Okay. Offside, there's not much subjectiveness. VAR for offside. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> the official platform yeah. James Francis Burton VAR for Feels outside like that, only that belongs on a t-shirt <laughs> one million one million dollars uh, well okay yeah so let's bring it up to um, what's going on today then um, as you Quite may or may not today. know we are a very pro sorry podcast we actually right. we started uh, we yeah. started get sorry at jewel.com um, <laughs> it hasn't really taken off as much as I would have liked it to yeah. but um Love to get again your take mm. on the current state of affairs, the microscope that this man is under, and as much as I am, give you know in in the camp of give manager if you're gonna hire a manager, it's a development phase. Mm. It's not instant success. Mm. Um, he has made some strange decisions, right. and I think we've talked in the hallways at work yeah, about yeah. this. He's made he's made some strange decisions yeah. at the club. And well, his name is Jorginho. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, Leading I, the witness. So. <laughs> So I will say, first of all, um, I don't know, I can't speak for the club, but I was uh, pro Sari as a hire. I was, I wanted him. Mm. I was worried someone else would nab him. So I was very pleased. We were looking at Emery and I I, I feel like I, I made that call. I'd rather, I'm sorry. And, Sounds and, like he had dibs on Emery. Yes, but yeah. basically we turned him down and so <laughs> you got sloppy seconds. Well, yeah. then we wouldn't have Matteo Ganduzzi, so I'll just yeah. I'll take it for what <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, yes, um, <laughs> These are good things. Yeah, um, Ganduzzi and Suarez are following that man to the promised land. Yeah, fair. <laughs> A little bit of Suarez, yeah. So, um, so I, but what I will say, I knew what I was buying. I knew that you were getting a coach that has a very clear style of football that he's that, and it's a bit like that with Conte you know uh, you and I kind of want that I want a philosophy 
mm-hmm. and um, and therefore first of all accept that takes a while to impose and might have some um, some people left behind we can talk about you know, yeah thank you yeah. Uh, it also means that um, you might seemingly make some strange choices while you're trying to curate a team that wasn't actually put together for that philosophy and so I listen I hear that Kante is the best defensive midfielder in the world but he doesn't suit the philosophy of play of like trying to move the ball quickly out of defense to try and like have a quarterback player um, and so like I, I get it like Jorginho one is in his first season in the uh, in the league uh, he has no one who can seemingly step in and fill in when he's tired and he's got media and fans who are like unhappy with him being in that position like fuck me like what a, like I think he's doing pretty well with those headwinds like you know I get it he he's not it's his first season playing Stoke in January yeah. like I'm sorry that's that's rough so that's my like I, I love Sari I want him to have his time and I want uh, not just him to have a chance but his philosophy to have a chance and 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 for that I am willing to accept his expertise. I think that's that's very well said, and I think a very measured approach. I think we live in a time mm. in football where right. that's that's a oh, that yeah. is a luxury most teams oh. won't allow a coach, oh, unfortunately. Sure. And I'm not sure we will with him. Right. I know, I, like for sure. And by the way, um, uh, he is technically on track. I would have been. It would have been crazy if we'd have said to him anything but top four finish and shot at a cup. Right. That's like what else were we expecting? And he's we're fourth in the league. Um, admittedly, we always knew third, fifth, sixth is going to be crazy competitive, um, and uh, and seventh actually. And so, like, I, I I don't understand why there's displeasure. Like, I just I do ag- agree. Like, you look at the team and they seem flat at times. Like, there's one thing about style of play and results. There's another thing about just vibe. And, mm-hmm. and it's been a tough winter for Chelsea, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, the, we, we talked about it previously. That game against Arsenal was yeah. about as poor as I'd ever seen them. And I'm not having to go. No, uh, it was, uh, yeah, you're spot on. Yeah, and but, yeah. but what, what you mentioned about Sarri, which I really liked, is one of my biggest frustrations about Emery, is I don't see that philosophy. Right. You know, I, 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 can, I can accept that you want to leave Ozil on the bench if I can see what you're yeah, doing. Right. You know, I can see what Sarri's doing. Yeah. Um, you know, the quote, yeah. we, 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 there's reports within the locker room that the locker room is frustrated with right. the Jorginho play. Which, yeah. before, and like I literally walked in and out of a, a take last episode on this because I, I come from that same line of thinking. Like, it's, if, if, if you got to change some things up, Liverpool and City are already running away with the league. Yeah. The status quo isn't working. Yeah. So if what it is is play Jorginho there and try to allow Conte, who had two assists today, to, yeah. to come into a, a more box-to-box type role and facilitate a role so he can grow yeah. there, then sure. But if it's upsetting the, the locker room, if the dressing room can't get behind it. Yeah, well, this is back to my concern earlier. Like, I'm worried about this, like, narrative of upsetting the dressing room. Like, yeah. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, that's the, like, this is the thing now. We're back to, like, is sorry safe because of, like, dressing room. Like power. Yeah. yeah. So it was William almost, I don't know if he got Conte fired, right. but he oh. was very public. I, mean, he certainly, he, I don't know if it was William. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you're right. That, again, was, um, I think, definitely player power. He, here is, like, honestly, um, my... I don't know if I quite believe this, but I'm going to be provocative in my line of thought. That's what we're um, going for. 
I really liked you coining it collateral a minute ago about like, you know, um, and I, I really generally could see a world where we just get like 200, 250 million dollars for Hazard and Kante and get players that either want to play in the system or suit the system. Like wow. Kante is currently worth at least 100 million and you're totally right to say we're not getting 100 million worth out of him um, and like so here you I are. I would call him and I'm sure men, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. no my my thing on Kante. Um, I would call him and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm I'm probably in a majority the best holding midfielder yeah. in the world right now if you're going to cash out on him which is a crazy thought to me but if you were to cash out on him you would get the most money available right, right. and then you compare that with him not being played in his position which yeah. is what raises the eyebrows yeah. to begin with and I, I, will, uh, I might be slightly um, I'll dip into a, a another provocation I was going to like I, I generally like um, it's the same with Hazard a little bit of is he right for what we're trying to achieve for the football club? He is by far our best player. He carried us again today, but um, he's not making the team work. Like my biggest frustration watching Chelsea is that everything goes through him and therefore we're becoming predictable. Mm -hmm. We, the reason why like every striker since like Costa has failed at Chelsea and even prior is because we don't look for the striker we are looking for the inside forward left winger. Right. And it's like he's this black hole. And I actually also see parallels with Ozil. Mm -hmm. Ozil is by far your best player. But like you ha he like pulls the whole team around. Like he's like he's an imbalance when he's almost like you too were, good. You're you're I, I think you're spot on. You're playing something. right into his hands. Right. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm not okay. I'm not allowed to oh, go on God. Arsenal rants anymore. <laughs> oh, really? but, uh, oh, we, we, I like Arsenal rants. Oh really? Oh, yeah. oh, oh okay. No, but I think that I think that you're you're right. I think that on his day Mezzadozo is 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 the best Arsenal player and he can change the game. I think you say the same thing to a higher degree with Eden Hazard. I think he's the best player in the Premier League. I don't Easy. know that he unlocks that every game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. With with Ozil, it is you almost need to put an entire group of ten people around him in order to unlock him. Right. And then you might not even get it all. Or or even it's just he uh, inadvertently demands the ball, and and so one you become predictable, or like you just said, with Hazard, absolutely spot on. True with Ozil, true. Mm -hmm. Or in the like good chance he's having an off day then the whole team doesn't perform yeah mm -hmm. there is no like there's always this thing with Chelsea like William only plays well when Hazard isn't playing right. I love this idea of inadvertently demanding the ball because it's not like you're disrupting play asking for the ball players will look to get you the ball thus making you predictable to the opposition right. and this brings me to a really point really good point you made about Arsenal in seasons past when Ozil and Sanchez were playing on the same mm, team, yeah, yeah. you would say Ozil and Sanchez would only pass to each yeah, other yeah. because they were the only players completely. that they trusted. Yeah, completely. And, and that so completely. the skill gap almost puts them at a disadvantage. That's right. And I, I low key actually think so. I, I know I've taken it slightly beyond Kante, but I do feel it's like a similar thing of like we, he like, we're expecting the the midfield to function around him rather than him functioning in the midfield and and right. and. And that's why um, 
I really think Sari, that's why Sari's like, fuck, sell him then. Sell him, give me shitloads of money. I get yeah. two good players. And, but they, they we're back to like a team of equals. Like I really, I hate, we've talked about this, Liverpool fans. I really think they're going to win the league. And it's in parts because they have 11, eight out of tens. Yeah. We Chelsea have a few sevens, a six or two, and then like what's two a da- nines. what's a David Luiz? David Luiz for me is an eight, if not a nine, dude. That guy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm wow. a very big David Luiz fan. You, he does oscillate between yeah. world class and Sunday league, but I, I, I he goes no. sun, he smashes the Sunday dude, league side. I, but no. Have you like, seen some of his mistakes this season? I mean, at like uh, it's it's that classic. Your centre back. Your like I get it. Like. He looks particularly stupid this when he acts way. stupid. So it really stands yes. out. But talking about my, we're having a, like, <laughs> there, there is an erosion in, like, accepting defeat. He didn't do it in, like, Louise will rage. Yeah, he's Louise got the proper character will, you want. Louise, exactly, like, say what you like. People say, like, Christensen instead of him, like, Christensen is yeah, such a off. wet cloth. Yeah. Like, how are we going to build a team on that? You want a center back like that. Right. And like, Rudiger today, or maybe the other day, mm-hmm. said, you know, we should be embarrassed by that result. Yeah. To Bournemouth. Oh. We should be embarrassed. And if those two guys, I mean, yeah. I don't know, I don't know anything about Kepa. I know that, I was like, whoa, they just lost Corton, they got Kepa, and then now this guy's just as good and quiet yeah. as anything. So, right. I mean, yeah. maybe he's a good leader, but he's just there. I just yeah. hate, <laughs> I just hate how Louise will score some highlight reel amazing yeah. free kicks yeah. and then people are like best center back in the world and no, it's like no it's, it's, hey 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 it's like you're watching someone like launch a football down a field and you're like I no. bet that guy can play baseball no no, no I, I <laughs> it's will, just like Brett no, Favre he's no. gonna chuck it and see what happens I, I will say like David Luiz in certain, I think why I was like he's a bit of a throwback he plays the dirty side of the game well he knows when, when he gets away with an elbow he knows yeah. when he can pull you down like he's filthy in the box right. when corners are coming in he, and I actually think um, uh, for how dumb he can be, he is quite smart in his like he he's he he usually avoids getting into trouble because he reads the game pretty well. Okay, he reminds me a lot of Dennis Rodman in the back. You know, we talked about <laughs> the guy. Like, he's very good in his position, but he's got there, there's there's a screw loose, and you never yeah. know when he's just yeah. gonna get a little and jostling I, yeah. and it goes wide, yeah. and then. He's gonna come sliding in for no yeah. reason, and I and I do think for Mora- for team spirit, like I do think what I hear is that David Luiz is like basically you, he is like any every new player you give him his number, yeah, like he's the guy that he's will like take you out for dinner, room, like yeah. hang out with you, he, yeah, it's more than just he's a good lad right. around the locker room. I think he like he's a club man. He yeah. like looks after people and okay. like. I also yeah. loved right. his um, yeah. few few years ago. Him and. Uh, uh, Oscar had a pretty nice little bromance. The yeah. two Brazilians at Chelsea, and that was that was fun to watch. And again, not a Chelsea fan. Yeah. Those are things are hard to watch and even harder to admit. Yeah. You guys, so. did you guys ever see that selfie? It was on the Chelsea plane, and it was one player with Diego Costa, and I don't know if you remember Felipe Luiz. Yeah. Of course I do. Yeah, it was like mom and dad on the plane yeah. with me. <laughs> yeah, he's just got the long curls. Over yeah. His. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Atletico well, man. They have an interesting I, relationship with Atletico Madrid when you really think about it. it. Is, yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. Someone, yeah. Someone should uh, someone into that. Yeah, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, like he, yeah, a little, yeah. little funny business going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can Financial I, fair can play I interject? Of course. I know we're, you are trying to steer the flow. 
but this no, is no, actually no. a lovely transition to the one topic I would like to raise. Love it. Wow. So talking about relationship between us and Atletico Madrid, it makes me think of like, yes, like certain relationships produce more player transfer. And, and I was thinking this morning about Wolves. And I obviously think that they're a super interesting club. They have some exciting players. They're seventh Heavily in the league Portuguese right now. Influence. Right, and yeah. and and what's interesting is we've seen like um, like parent clubs pulling from um, clubs like as far as like untapped uh, um, player potential. And um, what I find interesting with Wolves is it's kind of that, but it's a, a um, agent. They have a relationship with a super agent who basically can get them players that like need a good season somewhere so they can be sold on somewhere else uh, for better value which is when you look about look at it really like you have this agent who's sending his players on loan mm. so you which like your next leap then is this super agent has become a club like he is loaning out his players for a season or two to sell them on for profit and I just find Wolves utterly unique in that world. Like Chelsea have a vibrant loan system to a fault. It's going to be the thing that hopefully gets us through the transfer bans. Um, and then obviously uh, there are various clubs that have relationships with same time. Man City is one that has clubs all across the world that they can sort of park talent, improve them and bring mm -hmm. them back. Mm -hmm. But this like, you know, we've, we've talked about the rise of the super agent at length over the last five years and especially I think the Pogba deal is like a standout right. for what's become of football but or when Martial's agent comes out and says he's gonna leave right like exactly uh, uh, but this feels like it's gone to a new level but no one's seemingly talking about the fact that Wolves has basically become a shop window for one single agent and like, well, what a time to be a Wolves fan, by the way. For, um, yeah. for all the viewers out there who might not know, oh, not, not for Patrick yeah. and myself, yeah. but <laughs> general viewership. Yeah. Why, why the specific correlation with, with Wolves? Is it that every player there is, is on loan and a member yeah. of the same agent tree? Yes, uh, there is one agent whose name has forgotten, but he is also Mourinho's agent. So Jorge Mendes? Yes, that's what? right, yeah. Mendes, thank you. And he basically. few power agents like that. Yeah, I think there's like three big blue whales yeah. in the agent world. Um, and. <laughs> Love uh, that animal Kingdom analogy. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he. Uh, and they, yeah, and I think it was as nutso as on transfer deadline day of the, in the summer. They got yeah. like three, yes, uh, Portuguese, like Joa Moutinho. Oh, this is yeah. great. Yeah. Even, like, what is he yeah. doing at Wolves? Are they promoted? Like, even this was like, like even looking back towards last year, I remember the the Mkhitaryan Sanchez swap right. was being held up because of the agency. Yeah. The clubs had agreed to terms. Yeah. The players had agreed to contracts. Yeah. But the agent wouldn't yeah. sign off on his percentage fee. And to me, that is like. Like, that how is that even allowed? But it's, like the, every every party that matters has agreed, and this agent is trying to get his cut. So you're right. right; these agents are acting as player brokers because now they have a say in the actual transfer, yeah. and, an, and a savvy one can put players in a position to succeed mm -hmm. and yeah. sold on for more. Maybe somebody from Wolves goes plays to Chelsea, goes plays for a top six side, yeah. and then all of a sudden players are going to sort of want to work with that agent because right. they're like, "This is my platform to excel." And now this guy, it's, it's just going to be. It's, it's going to grow. It's, it's going to go out of control. It's, I, I don't know how... Um, no one's talking about that this is almost... I mean, I, I, my assumption is... Uh, my, my, uh, if my memory serves me right, and I read this more in the summer when I was like, what are these like 
Madrid level players doing uh, a just promoted yeah. like Wolves with, um, he has like a, a revenue share with the club like they have an official contractual relationship with a super agent that allows them to get these players on the cheap because as like, first reported by Prem de la Prem. Right, yeah. right. so <laughs> as, if memory serves me correctly either way they, they have a like feeder club relationship and and he has like yeah the, he's just loaning them players with the assumption of like I think they have a player called Neves or something Ruben Neves, yes. Ruben Neves. who is gonna be big time yeah he's like 2022 he's gonna be big time he is there just to like cut his teeth at a lower level Premier League club like a Chelsea would do sitting in seventh it's place yeah, it turns out they're seventh <laughs> right because he gave them like five of them. Right. So is right. the assumption that Wolves is going to take a massive dip oh, when yeah. these players oh, yeah. move unless on to their he has team. the next generation unless they can create a feedback loop where he right. gives them his next Well this five. is super interesting because we talked before you showed up about Wolves owner the, the owner of Wolves made a promise to the fans in 5 or 7 years yeah. I forget the exact example was, yeah. they are going to win the yes. Premier League. And that is absolutely in in um, harmony with his relationship with basically the most powerful agent in the yeah. world. Yeah. And some of those players you know, you finish in seventh, you know, Arsenal slips, Chelsea oh. slips, United slips, maybe you get a sixth, probably not, but maybe, you know, that becomes an attractive destination. And maybe oh, a Ru- yeah. Ru- Rui Patricio wants to say, you know, this is my club. I'm going to yeah. be a keeper of this but, club and I'm going to win the league with but this But no, club. let's be, no, I mean, let's be, this is Wolverhampton. It's like the asshole of England. Like, no, no. These, <laughs> Have you been to Birmingham? None not. of these players want to be there, but they are there under instructions from the agent because it's good for their career. Like it, oh, they so have it been, will be like a high turnover uh, team. Well, I, I, yeah, but like that, that, to that and no diss to Wolverhampton, they're a great, they're like, but yeah, they, these players yeah. have no, these players are in service of the agent, not the club, for sure. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, saw well, this yeah, summer. Yeah, like, no, that's that, a really I good point. Like, Lawrence Fishburne's like, got to yeah. keep dealing with those new teams, right. the new teams every year. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, this will be an interesting space to watch in the yeah. summer. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, this is a really out. great, like, yeah, like, this, the, like, if we crack the model uh, with the advent of the super owner, I think that we're seeing something wow. new happening in football right now, but. Um, no one's really talking about it and I wonder because maybe it's a little bit shady no one like yeah. maybe no one wants to talk about it like we no one want to talk about where Abramovich got his money from you know right it's interesting sounds like an opportunity for us to get on the ground floor Ooh. start working okay. with some of these players we need to practice and, yes. Yeah. yes exactly yeah let's we need some an calls intern and follow some leads. Yeah, we yeah. need an intern to make some calls yeah 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 if you know anyone looking for some yeah. job experience yeah any uh, listeners <laughs> from Wolverhampton get in touch have yeah. you heard about our Craigslist idea no so ultimately when we run out of uh, people to interview in our direct group of friends, family, whatever, right. we are going to put out a Craigslist yes, ad right. yeah, yeah. Uh, to people from Burnley or Wolves, right. just real salt of the earth. We yeah. want factory yeah. workers, but yeah. like, that have been there for a while. Yeah, I, you, you might need me for um, translation purposes, just a heads up. We're going to be, we're gonna be, we're gonna be calling it soccer. I, I would love it. No, just like, I don't even think you could really, like a proper Wolverhampton accent might, but might be beyond you. But I love you through, coming in yeah, yeah. saying, not even English, uh, right. I'll do the translation. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, right. Right, well, we're at 45. I do want to take this to yes. an hour because yeah. this is super interesting. Yeah. Okay. And one thing I wanted to keep talking about was We've almost done the full chronology of your Chelsea fandom. Mm. We've done modern, uh, modern day, what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk a little bit about the future. Yeah. And the one thing I want to bring up is uh, Hudson Adoy. Yeah. And I, this is almost like a change, change my mind on why I have a really bad taste in my mouth mm-hmm. about what's been going on. Here's the way I'm interpreting things. Right. Number one, promising Chelsea player doesn't get playing time. Mm-hmm. 
on the fringes. Mm-hmm. Bayern is reported interested. Mm-hmm. Gets a game in the FA Cup. Scores a great goal. Mm-hmm. Requests to transfer. Gets left out of the team the next game. Not even on the bench. And gets his transfer turned down by Chelsea. Yeah. Does that strike you as wrong from Chelsea at all? or uh, It strikes me as wrong from him. Really? He has been at the club since he was eight years old. Like, this is not a... He's been there since he's eight years Academy old. Academy. Yeah. We, the, the, the investment in him. And, and beyond that, like, yeah, he's 18. How many 18-year-olds are there in the Arsenal side? How many 18... Like, you don't... More, more than there you, should be. More, more than, than there should be. <laughs> right. Fair. My, my point is, like, actually, I think uh, he deserves a bit more game time. And um, I think uh, we're all waking up to that. I think this can be the thing that wakes, like, Chelsea's, like, management and above up to the fact that, uh, yes, they deserve more. But, but he's not an automatic starter. Mm. And he's certainly not like he he doesn't get to demand a transfer. Like, dude, we've put ten years in you. You've played like five games with the club. You think we're just going to give you to buy him? Like, like he might leave at the end of his contract, but it, he thinks that we're going to inconvenience ourselves, as in let him go on transfer deadline day and not have a replacement just because like he wants to play. Like, it's absurd to me. Um, mm. He's a great player. He. Played a bit today. Um, he is exactly where I expect him to be, which is like athletically impressive, like, um, but with absolutely no decision making. Like he was running around with the ball and losing it, and it's like every time he starts going, everyone's he like. He did remind me a lot. I hate to make the cliche comparison. Yeah. He reminds me of a 2003-2004 Ronaldo, right. especially that cutback right. that was probably yeah. taken from his toolkit. Yeah. Right. He also a little bit like Raheem Sterling, but Raheem Sterling never really grew out of it. Like he yeah. still just runs at people, and you're like, sometimes he runs so fast. That's an Adoy at least has a proper running. Motion. Right. right, right. That's true. That's true. But so like I I, I can't understand how we've got to this point where everyone seems to think he is like a like a, a top top player that should be respected that has given adequate service to the club and therefore the club should accommodate like we let Czech go to Arsenal we're not like bitter about players leaving maybe right? I'm not, not looking not at like this that. as much enough as a business but I do think there is something inherently it just, it's just off to me, and maybe I give credit, uh, credit too much uh, leeway to the players, but the idea that one of the biggest clubs in the world... No discredit yeah. to Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of no, the no. biggest, oh, biggest yeah. clubs in the world wants yeah. to sign you, and that chance may not ever come up again. Yeah. They turn that down and refuse to play you. Yeah, but they, uh, my assumption is they refuse to play him because his head wasn't in the right place. Like, you don't send an ang- angry 18-year-old on the pitch. and like it, so I, I do. Yeah, I mean, maybe you do, but right. not. Yeah, um, you have to know the player. Yeah, so you send um, an angry Wayne Rooney on the pitch. Right, you do that that's ten true. times out yes. of ten. Yeah, send a granite jock Stick out there. Stick an angry Phil Jones out there. <laughs> God, two own goals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, no, I I know what you mean. <laughs> I will, what I will say is I am in, I'm irritated by uh, his behavior. Genuinely, I don't think like okay. I think we he's he we deserve more from him. Okay. He has his whole career ahead of him. If he really is as good as everyone pretends, next time it'll be Real Madrid or PSG or like, it's fine, dude, relax. Like, I also question this narrative, like the world's biggest club wanted him and like there is this assumption he was just going to walk into the first team and replace all the, like, yeah. I just, he, 
I, my assumption is he would be on the bench like he is at Chelsea. Right. Well, and, we would just be doing it a different place. And, and here, at least, we have an emotional investment in him. We, over there, if he has two bad games, like, they're going to get on his back. Here, like, he requested a transfer fee, stuck the middle finger out of us, and then today he got subbed on and he got a standing ovation. Like, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the one thing, too, Byron has bought young players before mm. just based on potential. Uh, they did Julian it. Green. Julian Green is a good example of one that didn't pan out. Yes. Um, Alfonso Davis is yes. a, the, the Canadian player they just yep. bought, who I think special. But really, you know, really, we saw know. him at LA. He played for the Vancouver Whitecaps in the MLS, against yeah. LAFC, and it was literally like watching a travel rec league soccer game with one full blown adult playing. Oh yeah. wow! It was it was oh, remarkable. It was insane. His oh, pace, good. his skill. It just oh, his sweet. instincts. Okay. It, I think he's gonna be fun to watch. Oh great! Uh, he made his he made a debut in the MLS, I believe, at 15 years old. Yeah, and was a force at that yeah. time. You ever see that picture of Romelu Lukaku growing up playing? Oh in yeah, he's like 12 yeah. years oh, old. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think what you you bring up is an interesting point, and that's you touched on. I don't know, you didn't say it, but like player loyalty. Yeah, and I think that we expect it from our players. But the second that that player is not useful for the club, or any player is not yeah. useful for the club, yeah. the club has no problem shipping them out on the yeah. club's terms. And so, I don't really like to get too caught up on that. The kid wanted a transfer. He wanted a transfer. He didn't get it. The club's saying, hey, buddy, relax. We have a future for you. Yeah. That, that's how I'm reading the situation. They're saying, we have a future for you, but you can't let your head get out of control. And that's part of sorry putting his imprint on the team, saying, right. you're not bigger than this. Eden Hazard, you're not bigger than this. Yeah. There's, I'm not bigger than this. Right. There's, we want to play it as that group yeah. of equals that you yeah. talked about. And so I think this can be a huge positive for them, especially with their young, young batch of players. Um, you know, forgetting forgetting their other that that big dude, uh, the winger. I think. Oh, uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek. Yeah, yeah. I I I rate I rate Loftus yeah. Cheek. So like, but and, the, it's you know, a Pulisic coming good into example, the fold. Good example though. If Ruben Loftus Cheek wanted to leave, I would accept that. Like you were also a youth team player, but you went on loan a few times. You had a run at the first team, like, and it just like you, we, we all gave it a good, like, okay, fine, like, I would love him to stay, but if he wants more playing time at that age, are you saying he's not panning out to? No, no, I hope he stays, but like, I just mean I respect if at that age he wants a bit more playing. Yeah. Time. Oh right, how much old? How much older is he? Is oh, he like he's like 21, 22? Yeah. Okay. But like, there's just 18, a log jam in front like, of him though. Like too. eighteen. 18 like you're getting like 20 minutes in Premier League games you're getting yeah. like starts in the cup games right. okay that is to like, right. what more does an 18 year old want like it's mad to me yeah at, at Chelsea and, and I, I by the way and this will be too long to get into but I also um, obviously like my assumption is we we had to say no because there is a real threat that we won't be able to do business for a while right so I and I I don't know if that's real or not. Like the Pulitzer's thing obviously looks concerning to buy someone now just to get him at the, in the summer. That was the last thing I wanted to bring R- up before right. just letting it take okay. its course. Um, yeah, yeah ask the question because I'm not sure like I could run for ages, but I, I, yeah. Yeah, what, what are you reading between the lines in right. the Pulisic signing of what was 65 million? It, to me, <laughs> I don't want to get Patrick going on this. He has potential. I don't know if he has Chelsea star potential. Right. And it almost seems like a marketing play yeah, at sixty-five million. Well, I don't like my. I don't know enough about this because certainly in terms of shirt sale revenue, like this, it's not like people just kind of go, oh, and now they're going to crush the American market. I don't. 
I, 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 I think so. Right, you think that it's going to yeah. be like... I, don't, I think they're going to get like that 12 and under. Right. Fan, like they're going to they're going to have a new generation oh, of Chelsea fans. Okay, you know, they're not going to no, turn no, like a 20-year-old, but like right. a kid okay. who's still, you know, yeah. like the, the, when I was growing up watching the NFL, I was putting on a different hat every year, you know, yeah, Titan yeah, fan 49. Yeah. But you know, you're just kind of struggling with your identity and you, you want to root for a winner or you want to root for someone you can identify with and Pulisic is that guy. He is yeah. You know, there's a lot of promising Americans, I think. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's the furthest along. He's only 20. Yeah. And he's it's a if it's if it let's say it's only a marketing ploy, it's worth 66 million dollars. Hmm. I, I yeah I don't yes I think so but I'm also like I'm not I'm not happy with it like I it's yeah. not who it's not how I would have wanted to spend 66 million let's say that yeah. I think it's I think it's absolutely an overspend right but they're doing it for. More reasons than just football, and, and that is in itself a shame, I get. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, th- that's I guess the world we live in. But but I do know, and this is the other the absurdity with Hudson Odoi is like we we are run a real risk of um, William and Pedro are certainly on the decline and, and are not. They're not going to get better, right? Oh, and and frankly, they are already rapidly getting worse, in my opinion. Um, I thought William had a pretty solid stretch. No. Pedro always put in the shift, but it's not like he's just not that. But he's he was there. Yeah. He was a little bit of a Barcelona yeah. reject. Yeah. yeah, and then and then like Hazard, Hazard might leave. So like we we are actually like looking likely that there's going to be some room in the wings. Like and I just understand why Hudson Odoi doesn't see that. that yeah, like right. right. So we had talked about this very very briefly, and it's, I'm kind of yeah. glad we have you on there. Does keeping Hudson Odoi and signing Pulisic for an unreasonable fee? Mm mark the end of Eden Hazard's time at Chelsea? Uh, I genuinely believe Hazard when he says, I want to go to Madrid, but if they don't want to, I'm cool to stay. And I like... In, He's got that laid back yeah, and attitude like, about it. You know what? I want to say quickly about Hazard because uh, it was top of mind today. I did obviously um, say that inadvertently he, does, he sort of harms the team by just being so good, which is ironic. But I watched him today and he was on a hat trick. And Higuain was on a hat trick, and like Hazard, like was like squaring the ball, like he was like not taking shot. Like I do genuinely think Hazard has the best time when it's like yeah. everyone's playing well, rather than him just being the best player. So like he almost doesn't want that burden. He doesn't. I, need I think people to be, like to play with him right? too. And he genuinely was like he like could have taken a shot, squared it, and the ball <laughs> went out, and he was like laughing about it. And he was just trying to get people into the game. So like, so I love Hazard. I would love him to stay. We need to create better balance. But I do respect that um, when Real Madrid comes calling, a, a club should have a conversation with a player and go like, it's a once in a lifetime. Like, I've been down be that fine. road. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and it's cool. Right. It's no regrets. Like, thanks for the memories. Like, you know, it's not. I, I think I was a little too young when Ronaldo right. got traded for me to right. think that rationally oh, yeah, about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> but I think I, Chelsea have done that before. Like they've they've proven, and I think this is a good recruiting strategy. Is they've proven that you know if your time is up, you don't want to be here. You know whatever. Yeah. We will we will it's facilitate fine. that. It's fine. Uh, exactly. Know, they, they did it with, I, Czech was a great example. What I, I will say is him to stay in London with his family and all that. Right. What I will say, the one of the things that strikes me as odd is like every time I read about Hazard going to Real Madrid, and I know every, like they say Real Madrid hasn't even reached out, but is people seem to like say a hundred million, mm. and I'm like, how is that like? If I think he's the third best player in the world, but definitely top five, Griezmann, etc. You could have a conversation, 
but like it, the kind of money Neymar went for, like the Pulisic, the money we just went, I get he's 28, yeah. but you get Hazard at 28. Yeah. Like I would be looking for 150 more. And I just don't get that from the reporting. Everyone's what did like, uh, Ronaldo go for this summer? Uh, this, oh, this summer? Uh, I think it was like 90. I think odd. it was cut because he's... People he's, don't. He's, like he's a freak he's of nature. Yeah. He's a freak he's of LeBron, nature. Yeah. So people forget that he is. He's two years older than Messi. Twilight yeah. of his career. Yeah, big right. time. Yeah, yeah. And also oh, Messi still just yeah. thirty-one. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's putting up career numbers anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh no! I mean, uh, yeah, I wanted so, to get off the Messi okay. Ronaldo. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, that's a dark, dark road. Right. <laughs> Man, I mean, this has been just as enjoyable as the Andy interview for completely different reasons. Right. <laughs> um, no, real quick, top six, top six, or top four, no, top six. Real quick, I want to hear what you two. Um, I, I I'm sure if exact. you get this. Yeah. Finishing order. Yeah, I kind of just. It's gonna I'm make always me, interested. It's gonna make me sad. Uh, Liverpool. Yeah. City. Yeah. Tottenham. United. Chelsea. Arsenal. Wow. wow. That's what I believe. Hey, dude, thank Whoa. you. That is what I believe. Really? Yeah. Okay. He hasn't. This is this is as first reported. He has not admitted that to me. That is. I, I think I, that is conditioning myself why, against yeah, potential. Yeah, I know why you say that. I know why you say that. I am yeah. all in in our in our favorite competition, yeah. the Europa League. Yeah, I am about oh, to say <laughs> and I'm about to turn around and slap you in the face after that <laughs> amazing compliment. Yeah, I've got Liverpool, City, Tottenham, Chelsea, United, Arsenal. Chelsea, United. I think that's. Why I think I'm we at. left it too late, and you know Tottenham's what? Gap is so. If it's United, just too big, I think. I think I've been kind of preaching this on the most recent podcast since Mourinho left. If we don't make top four, I'm cool. I'm yeah. great. We we messed this yeah, season no, up. I know. We I know. messed this season up to not even deserve it. So if we come in fifth and the future looks bright, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. call this season Dude, a win. You've already recovered in many ways. Right. I think we've already. Yeah. The, I think we've already won. Right. No, I know that seems stupid, but I agree with you. Okay, yeah. I'm the same. I, I'm the same as you. I think Chelsea, uh, Man United, and Arsenal um, bring that up order. the rear. Um, but I will say, yeah. uh, never. Um, I'm relying on uh, Tottenham to go Spursy at some point. Like I, how bad? I, but how bad? They oh, keep like, sneaking stuff out. I know. Today the, the, annoyed me. Have you heard our conspiracy theory? Well, so Son has come back and saved Spurs' games today. Oh, you think he didn't? And Wednesday, Asian Cup. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's still going on. Yeah. No, Qatar won. Qatar. Yeah, no. Qatar listen, won. listen. Yeah, the whole cup. Ooh, we got yeah. a lot to talk about here. Yeah. <laughs> South Korea, a team that beat Germany in the World Cup, yeah. lost to Qatar. Yeah. I wonder if Pochettino made a call. Right? No, yeah. no, I don't. I don't think that. What's going the on? FIFA I think bosses. that's like honestly, so like the Asia Cup is a big deal out there. So I think that would like that's like. But you're telling me Qatar assembled a tournament-winning team. What's going that, on? I question also. What's going on? I would just rather like no, actually, Mr. Say, referee. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. If anyone's making calls, it's the Qatari government. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, Top six out of the way. Is there anything you guys want to close with? Something we, we didn't talk about? No, it just makes me sad. I'm happy to let this run. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad you you giving United fourth place and me turning right around and saying yeah. you're dropping down to six. That, no, well, I, 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 put, I put Arsenal in six. You have the most well. momentum. You have the most momentum. Yeah. Like, it is, it can't be discounted. I don't yeah. think we'll catch Chelsea, and I don't think Chelsea's, I don't think Chelsea is gonna collapse. Well, I don't think they have that kind of. We're playing Man City twice, Man United, yes. and I think either Liverpool you have or. A very difficult month ahead. It all this month, so this is. Uh, but you do too. I think this now things are getting tasty for sure. Yeah. Like, Can I just say Arsenal to go City from tomorrow and then we're clear to from go from right. Arsenal away in the FA Cup to Chelsea away is the most unfair. 
Yeah. Wrong. Well, anyway. Cry me yeah. a river, James. Oh, yeah. 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 I always do. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you so much for joining, thank you Carl. For it's been you, amazing Carl. to have you. Yeah. Blast. Thank you so much this to the listeners. Um, as a reminder, th- this is episode 9.5. You should listen to it in sequence with episode 9, so I didn't lie to you at the start of the first episode. <laughs> we do have a guest. You're telling them this at the end of the podcast. They will not get this message. <laughs> you're telling me people don't listen to the end? Well, check the numbers. First. Not first. Check the numbers. If you're telling them this Hi, now. Mom. <laughs> we will catch you on our 10th episode anniversary uh, coming up soon. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a good one.